Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I've been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years, and I've read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings as we flash back. We get to listen in on some of the original predictions and, in their own words, share some of their heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, something in the air. And in this episode, we listen in on a previous reading I did with Nelson. He's returned to retell his experience from a brief reading I did with him on a YouTube comedy show pilot he was co-hosting. Although a skeptic, he was shaken when his dad came through with a very special message. He knew it was him. And you'll hear more about his message right after this. Something in the air, something in the air. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. Nelson is a Canadian comedian who came to me to be a guest on his show that he and his co-host were trying to launch. In that episode, we tour the infamous Hamilton House in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where I was reading for the summer of 2020. After a brief tour of the original space where Dr. Hamilton conducted seances, we sat in the good doctor's office and I read Nelson. Although a skeptic and a comic, the moment became very serious when he and his father connected as I gave him a message about the claw and some advice about a poker hand and an uncle who's building a house. And we're going to hear all about it right after this. Because small business owners need help. ThoughtfulMarketing.ca, helping businesses thrive. Thank you for uh, agreeing to do this podcast, Nelson. I welcome you. And I'd like you to maybe start with how did we meet? How did you meet me originally? Uh, originally through work. I was um, working as a policy analyst for the Southern First Nations Network of Care. And as you know, uh, all of us uh, we're at the standing committee office. Each each authority had two employees, I think two policy analysts. I was one of the two from the Southern Authority. And you were the CEO, I believe, of the major yeah. authority back then. Yeah. Well, I was one of the subordinates. You were one of the big bosses. Well, and some irony, didn't your father hold my position at some my, point? My father did, yes. I think he was uh, the CEO before you were. And And to be honest, I never really met him in a personal context. I've only ever known him in a political or in a community context. Yeah. You had to come in and fix all the crazy shit he had done. (laughs) 
Well, you know, he had a lot stacked against him, you know? For sure, yeah. He was, I think, the first CEO of that authority. It was brand new. So there was a big learning curve, I imagine, for him. Yeah, for everyone and and blessed to our all our Métis community, right? And so, yeah, so we met in in a work context and and you have a sort of a, um, a, uh, what was started as maybe a passion and then a side gig then really turned into your career in a big way. And yeah. uh, that's that's your uh, your your funny bone, your your comedy. Tell me about that. Absolutely, yes. I started running an open mic while while we were doing the uh, the standing committee thing. I was as a hobby doing some comedy, uh, and then like you said, I just started doing it a lot more often and started getting offers for shows and kind of really took off. I started running my own open mic, and I'd say that's where you and I had really connected was after work. Then you started getting uh, into the open mic scene, and you were very supportive of that and even got up on stage and tried your hand at it a couple of times. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. And, you know, I got my, I started really getting into it because I have an adult daughter who had suffered a brain injury and I was really trying to find ways for her to connect and just to laugh. And I would bring her to those open mic comedy nights and she'd laugh and we had such a good time. And thank you for that because it was really meaningful for us. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what's what I love the most about this. I get to tour all over the place and I've gone up north and done shows with Don Burnstick where people have come up afterwards and they've said things like, uh, you know, this is the first time I've been able to laugh since my husband passed away seven months ago. And that's such a powerful feeling to feel like you're giving them a gift, but they're really giving it back. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. And it's it's kind of ironic because we both sort of went into our own callings. I mean, uh, being a psychic for me, I've always been a psychic. I I hid behind being um, a director or a CEO of organizations and and trying to just sort of you know lay low in some ways and in other ways, uh, it just picks you. Just like you being a comedian, it picks you. You try to get away from it, but no go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it really is. It's 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 addicting for me. The comedy, it's just the the thing where you know you I not being on stage for so many months now because of. COVID and everything that we're dealing with is really, really tough because it's it's not only my job, it's my passion. It's also my therapy, right? Getting up on stage and and sharing my thoughts and having that audience. So it's been it's been rough without it for sure. Well, you know, um, kudos to you. And uh, I do enjoy your shows. And I when we get get, get back to that, and I, I'm going to tell you, you know, things will speed up um, by the end of the year. We're going to we'll have some vision of normalcy, which I don't know what that means yet, but we'll we'll be there. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing I wanted to sort of get into, so the original recording we're going to go back to, I did a reading with you as part of a show, and this was just like an early stage of a show. And I have to say, when I showed this original YouTube clip to my friends and family, they laughed their butts off and they said, who are those two guys? They're super funny. And I said, don't tell them that it'll go to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We initiated on this reading, actually, it was a, it was kind of a, an impromptu reading. And so I invited you to Hamilton House. Now, for those of you who don't know what Hamilton House is, Hamilton House is one of the most renowned spiritualist seance, uh, super haunted places. And in fact, I'm one of the only psychics since Dr. Hamilton conducted seances with the likes of Houdini and Winston Churchill, and uh, several uh, local psychics. And it's well-documented at the University of Manitoba in their archives. There's thousands of pictures Mm. of their seances. And I was very fortunate 
to be able to read there for a few months over the summer of 2020 during the pandemic, I, I had to have a place to land. And ironically, uh, I wound up there just through circumstance. And so you um, had the opportunity through your show to be one of the very only shows uh, out there that got a chance to do a bit of a tour of Hamilton House in terms of its ghostly, ghastly and haunted history. So here we are at uh, Hamilton House, which is one of the more haunted locations in Winnipeg, apparently. Clayton, are you feeling those magical vibes this time? I am, yeah. just Just like you were last night when we weren't at any haunted house? So what do you feel right now, besides the cheeseburger in your pocket? <laughs> and so it was pretty exciting to have you guys in. Tell me about how that kind of came up for you. How did that... Yeah, idea, and then uh, tell me about you, you know, and Clayton showing up. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Clayton and I, uh, well, Clayton had the idea he wanted to host a late night talk show kind of thing and record it and see if we could shop it around and get it pitched somewhere. Uh, we filmed a few episodes, and we wanted to not only interview local media personalities but we wanted to look at interesting people, interesting scenarios, and you immediately came to mind, um, especially being that. Clayton is very much a believer and I am not, I'm very much the skeptic. So, uh, although I'm, I mean, I'm a skeptic, but I'm always, I've always been fascinated by, by things with, you know, psychic abilities and, and, and the paranormal. I've always been very fascinated by this. So being invited to go to Hamilton house was incredible. I didn't know such a thing even existed in Winnipeg. When I started researching it, after you put the invite out, I was uh, amazed to see that Harry Houdini had been here in Winnipeg and attended seances and uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes author was here. I thought this is just absolutely amazing. I, I have to be there uh, to check this out. So it was great that we were able to get in there. And yeah, like you said, there was nothing really planned. We were just filming a segment for the show and seeing if we could have some fun and, you know, highlight what you were doing. And then uh, we ended up having that impromptu reading, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool for me. So I'm going to get a, uh, um, a mini reading right now. Mm -hmm. so that's fascinating. So what do I what do I do? So you're gonna choose seven objects from my table. Any seven objects you wish, they could be a set on their own, however you see them. Okay. And just put them in a straight line. Okay. I'm going to go with this because it reminds me of a pipe that I used to have in university. Well, thank you. And I I no longer am reading from that house. I read from it in my studio in Wolseley and I'm I'm kind of sad about that because man, that place was amazing in terms of uh, it's spiritual content in that place. So I always wanted to host one of the original like seances that they held in that place. Um, yeah. I would love to do that. That would be something, something of a feat. So let's get into it. So when we, when we sat down to do your reading, I invited you into my reading room. Yeah. And so tell me about that experience. Uh, just sitting down. Uh, was this your first time with a psychic? Yeah, it was my first time. I've always wanted to. Oh, no, you know what? That's not my first time with a psychic. Mm -hmm. I was at some um, some kind of fair that was held at the museum years ago. Um, I remember Gary Dewar was there and Glenn Murray was there when he was mayor and um, somebody was doing readings. And I sat down with my partner at the time and uh, we got a little bit of a reading. It was kind of cool, kind of interesting. And, you know, we were given some runes and stuff like that. So it was neat. But again, I was very much a skeptic. I didn't believe in any of that stuff. And I just thought, you know, I still I'm still somewhat I, I struggle because I really enjoyed our reading. And there are things in there that I thought absolutely were shocked me. Uh, but I'm still I think when somebody decides to be a skeptic, it's really hard to shake them of that. And uh, I would say that people that want to believe look for things to to help them believe. But I also have to admit that I think those of us that are skeptics look for things that 
maybe don't hit exactly so we can continue to not believe. Um, so, it, but it was still interesting for me. I was still fascinated by it. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure when we're going to get into it. When we're, I know we'll get into it, but there were a couple of things that hit pretty much on the, on the nail was hit on the head. And I was like, okay, I, I got no explanation for this. So, okay, well, tell me, tell me about those things. Let's, let's hear about those things. So when I'm listening to the reading initially, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find ways as a host of a comedy show, I was trying to find ways to throw out jokes and make it funny. Right. So I'm not taking yeah. it serious. I'm just waiting for something that would cue a laugh. And you gave me quite a bit. So that was great. Uh, <laughs> and then we started talking about my father. I got serious for a moment because my father had passed away, I think three years ago now. And you said, is there anything you want to tell your father? And I made a joke. Uh, you know, I want to ask him where my weekend at Bernie's tape is because, you know, I really miss that tape. And, <laughs> uh, but then when I started being serious, you shared a story with me. And now this is powerful because you told me you brought up something to do with the claw. You mentioned the claw. And you said, does that ha have anything to do? Does that mean anything to you? And it really hit me like a shot to the chest in that moment. Did he like wrestling or something? Oh, yeah. yeah very much. Did he like the claw? This is actually very interesting yeah. because we went last year to uh, an autograph signing with old school wrestlers yeah. and Baron Von Ramsey yeah, used to yeah, give yeah, the yeah. claw uh, yeah, yeah. and I got a picture with Baron Von Raschke because I love Baron Von Raschke yeah. and I paid extra to get the picture of me getting the, the claw, claw. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. as I left I, I had a thought that oh I can't wait to send my dad a message I'm gonna cry on the video uh, and share this with him. And he I knows realized, about your shit, I can't share it with him because he's dead. He knows about your plot picture. So that would be so funny because I legit wanted to share that moment yeah. with him. He's telling you he yeah. knows about the claw. Yeah. I didn't post that anywhere. I don't know. I didn't tell a lot of people that. And you brought that out of nowhere. So I'm like, okay, that's if that's a lucky guess, that's a crazy lucky guess. Well, and thank you. And just for the record, I, I don't search people on the internet. <laughs> so yeah. I don't book my oh, own appointments, actually. I don't. Even if you did. I mean, I went home, the skeptic that I am, and I started searching my Facebook to see if anything could, and I couldn't find anything. I'm like, okay. I mean, even if you search me, it's not there. It's not something that you would have been able to go out and dig and find and then use against me, so to speak. So that was, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. And, and thank you. And, you know, I have to say, Spirit, when they show up, their, their souls are in good, like they're in a good space. They're showing up for the living. They're showing up for you. And yeah. they give us signs that sometimes it's, you know, uh, sometimes um, you, you get a haircut a certain time or sometimes it's an image of a cat. And I don't always know what it means, except for I know it's connected to who I'm sitting with because yeah. they want me to see it. And so that's beautiful. I And, you know, my dad was a big wrestler too. So I hear you on that one. But yeah. So tell me about the, the, you said other things. What 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 other things? I'm, yeah. I'm not aware. Of. What, tell me about well, that. Before I get into that, I also just wanted to mention for the uh, people listening that I also thought it was cool because we had talked about the dimes that day, uh, and how that's a common thing that people you know are being left dimes from spirits. And we yeah. had that conversation, and then Clayton and I left to get in the car, and as soon as I opened the door, sitting on the passenger seat, right where I was sitting was a dime, which was kind of funny. Uh, and now being the skeptic would be, well, wow, that's a crazy coincidence, but it's. It was it just was. funny, just the way everything worked out, right? Yeah. Uh, but going back on our reading, there were a couple yeah. of things that just the other day, I've been playing a lot of online poker with my family and friends. Mm -hmm. uh, my father started teaching me poker when I was very young. He was, uh, at one point, he was going to go and play in the Las Vegas World Series of Poker. He was saving up for his buy-in. He was quite a good poker player. He won tournaments all the time. We spent a lot of time in my summers out there playing poker. And uh, you mentioned something in our reading that didn't, 
mean anything to me at the time. But since I've been playing so much poker later, I've been calling everybody that we play against uh, a donkey, which is a term for a bad player, right? Oh, that guy's a donkey. I can't believe what, to, what a donkey that guy is, right? Yeah. And another term in poker is, um, you know, the three cards that come, it's the flop, and then there's the turn, and then there's the river. The last card is the river. So mm-hmm. you said something about my dad was laughing about something about somebody riding a donkey on the river or something like that. Or you might've said moose. I don't remember, but either way, just, it just fit for me now. I'm like, Oh shit, that could be a poker reference. Right. If it's, so, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm trying to fit it in. Cause maybe she didn't say donkey. I think she said moose, but even still, I mean, if you're seeing a large animal, like a moose or a donkey on the river, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was interesting. I, that's interesting. When I work in the medium space and, this was just a general reading you and I had done. He just kind of busted in. This wasn't like, yeah, we were oh, there's nothing staff, fine. Yep. you know, and what I find is they show me, they kind of, they show me images, like they download images to me. And I don't know, I have no idea what, what this large brown beast on the river, the moon, yeah. the donkey riding the river. Like, why yeah. would somebody do that? Do you know about yeah. the story? And yeah. um, that now makes sense to me, just hearing you talk. Yeah, because looking back on it now, like the other day playing poker, I called somebody, I said, I can't believe that donkey hit on the river. And then I started thinking about your reading. And interestingly enough, I went and told my partner about it. I said, holy, like, this is what I just thought of. And that goes back to Bernice's reading, perhaps, right? And and she believes it 100%. And I said, wow, that's really wild. And I swear to God, the very next day, you messaged me and said, do you want to be a part of this podcast? So I thought that was interesting, too. Funny, funny. Though the very next day you messaged me and said, yeah, has there been anything else from your reading? As if you knew that this had happened just hours earlier, I had said, wow, this reminds me of Bernice's reading. I think maybe that's what that message might have been. And then you messaged me less than a day later. Hey, anything new? Well, you know, it's interesting because I was, you're my episode seven in my first season. You're my final sort of episode in a sense. And Spirit just said to me, call Nelson. And I'm like, really? Okay. Cause I didn't do really a formal reading with you. I did a show. Yeah. I was on your show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, I'm just so pleased that, cool. um, your dad who, who really laid the groundwork for my career in a way <clears> and <throat> laid the groundwork for your future poker career in a way, mm-hmm. uh, really sort of guided us in crazy ways. And so I that's really kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think that's what that was. I really think that he was laughing, sharing a poker story through you and that's what that was coming through and there actually is one other thing too because you mentioned at the time you said you asked me if my uncle was building a house or something is he building something and I laughed because my uncle is you know he he can't even put together a a shelf from Ikea never mind building a house and but a couple months after you mentioned that which I thought was really random and out of left field and didn't fit with anything in my life he bought a piece of land just north of Winnipeg and he wants to build it into an area for the family to go camping and spend summers with and call it a kind of a cultural <gasps> retreat. Is this your dad's brother? This is my dad's brother. Yes. That's okay. So when your dad's coming through in that reading, he's probably also messaging you, not just poker hands, but mm-hmm. uh, he's also messaging about that. They want to show you signposts so mm-hmm. you know they're present and your dad will be present on that land. Yeah, that's wild. And my uncle John and my dad were very, very close. So if and my dad would have loved the idea of having a space for the whole family to get together and and have cultural activities and just camp together. And he would have loved that. So if if he saw that coming, he would have wanted to praise my uncle for that. So that's kind of neat. 
Well, he's getting praise for him. You'll see. He'll send that praise because you've mentioned it. And yeah. I hope your uncle gets the claw too. That would be fun. <laughs> well, I'll give him the claw. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And you're getting married. I am. Yes. Oh, yeah, that I was is so beautiful. Stuck in quarantine long enough that I just broke down. <laughs> that was it, right? Eh? Well, you're both lucky to have each other. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. And uh, and thank you for um, for coming on my show and, and telling us your story. It sounds like uh, your dad's going to try to get your attention quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I really appreciate it. Like I said, skeptic or not, I thought it was fascinating. And I would encourage anybody to go and check it out and see for themselves. Take care, my friend, and you enjoy a wonderful spring. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Well, thank you to Nelson for sharing his heartwarming story of wrestling moves and messages of his dad with us. And thank you for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please leave us some stars and a review or share it with someone you think would enjoy it. If you're a previous client and would like to share your story on the show, please contact us through our website. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. So many years has gone by But I think about you, about you all the time Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.